0: Gilbert Gottfried, I'm here with my co-host Frank Santo Padre, and this is another edition of Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsessions with our special guest, oh boy, <laughs> Mickey <laughs> Wiggly. Mickey
1: Wiggly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this has now become a runner. You know, I. I, I... As as one of the seven people who pays for Stitcher Premium, I'm, I'm I am hurt. I figured that you guys get a list. I thought you guys have a list of all seven of us. Uh, but I guess not. I guess not. Yeah, I've been not. meaning
1: to tell you, your card, uh, your card expired.
2: One of seven
1: people who pay for there's at least seventeen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Michael Weber is here with us. Recently nominated, Oscar-nominated screenwriter Michael Weber, and we're thrilled. Thank you so much. Thank he, you that he's here to actually get to the premise that uh, that he came in with last week. But we spent so much time on his good stories uh, and Gilbert finding new ways to mispronounce <laughs> his name. What was that one, Mickey Weaver? Yes. Yeah, I think just... Mickey Wiggly's my favorite. <laughs> Mickey Wiggly. There's a, a supermarket in, um, in Driving Miss Daisy. Oh, yeah. They go to the Mickey Wiggly. Mickey Wiggly. That's
2: going to be my porn name from now on.
1: <laughs> Michael was not only kind enough to reach out to me and tell me that he loved the show, which was a thrill, and and a thrill to know that younger people are listening to the show. People people yes. younger than 80 yeah. dig this show. Of course, yeah. he's a bit of a throwback. He's a bit of a retro <laughs> A retro guy, a lover, a lover of of Hollywood history. No,
2: I will say I'm one of those people. Some people have uh, traffic and or weather on uh, the Weather Channel at home or news, and I keep TCM on all day. I love uh, the podcast. I'm you're such one a of big us. fan. You're one of I, us. I feel like one of you guys. And even when you guys talk about something I haven't seen, I'm like, oh, I have to track that down. Yes. So it's uh, it it's I love it. Well, so it's an honor to matter us
1: greatly, and you're here. And, and as I was saying, Gilbert,
2: he was also kind enough to come up come with his own premise. Yes. So. So The Disaster Artist is a movie about a movie. It's a movie about uh, the two friends who uh, made the movie The Room.
1: And for people who weren't listening last week, you are nominated as the writer of The Disaster uh, Artist. Yes,
2: Scott Neustadter, my friend and and writing partner, uh, he and I uh, uh, co-wrote The Disaster Artist, uh, starring James Franco and Dave Franco and Seth Rogen and Ari Grainer and Paul Scheer, who was a guest. We love Paul. um, And and we have some great uh, little cameos in it, too. Uh, Judd Apatow's in it. Uh, Sharon Stone, Megan Mullally, Megan Mullally, um, Bob Odenkirk. We love, um, so yeah, we had a lot of cool little cameos in it and, uh, we're super proud of the movie. And, uh, I think, uh, anyone who is a a fan of, of old movies and especially movies about movies, uh, will enjoy the disaster Artist. and you do not need to have seen the room. Uh, you can kind of watch them in any order. So
1: I had not seen the room as I pointed out last week. So that brings us to the premise, which is movies about movies which we decided to talk about. And you're a movie buff like uh, like us. And we were talking about some before we even turned the mics on.
0: Yeah. You, you know what I find weird? It's like in show business, uh, if you're not, if the characters aren't in show business in the production and they're in a boring nine to five position, then they're in advertising. <laughs> there
1: was a lot of that in the yeah, 60s. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, they they realize they don't know shit about outside of show business.
1: People who write these things don't know how to write characters who aren't in show business. Yeah, so they so, just shove them in advertising. No, I yeah. feel
2: like I feel like it goes in waves. So in the early two thousands, and and Scott and I are guilty of this. Every male protagonist was an architect. Oh <laughs> yes. And then and then in the in this decade, it seems like every workplace job is works for a magazine. Like, it's like some kind of magazine so, or I, online yeah, yeah. magazine. I or find sure. women
0: are lucky in movies and TV because they can either work for a publishing house, have their own <laughs> catering <laughs> company. Wedding planner. A yeah. wedding planner. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, that. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, let me see there. I know there's
1: another one. <laughs> <laughs> so, movies... About movies, yes, and, and you brought a list. I I brought a list, and and I'm going to start. Oh, and they could be in
2: fashion. There right. That was the other right.
1: Thing. There's that, and you are guilty of it because I just realized Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character in Five Hundred Days of Summer is in fact an architect.
2: Is a an aspiring architect. Yeah, aspiring we are yeah. architect. we are guilty, but we did that before. How I Met Your Mother did that. Okay, so like gotcha. Think we have a yeah.
1: Okay, um, so what did you what did you uh, come up with in terms of movies about movies? I'm well, curious. I'm going
2: to start with I'm going to start with some of the the Mount Rushmore of the movies about movies because a few of them were were uh, really the touchstones for the disaster artists, uh, and, and those three would be Sunset Boulevard, mm-hmm. Ed Wood, and Boogie Nights. And wow. those three movies are kind of the DNA of the disaster artists, and I think are all time great movies about movies. Um I mean look, Sunset Boulevard is one of the greatest movies of all time. Three great ones to it's, pick. It's you know, Ed Wood is uh maybe my favorite movie of the nineties. Uh, I recently met Scott and Larry for the yeah, first time. I asked you. And I got to tell them that Ed Wood was so influential to us with the disaster artists, and they were they were so nice to Scott and my Scott and uh, and I. Uh so I, I really I start with those three, with uh and and uh <clears throat> Sunset Boulevard also uh the the weirdest meat cute. In movie history, <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's he's dodging a debt and pulls into the driveway, and she thinks he's the coroner for her monkey.
1: And yes, and okay, <laughs> now wait, now you've walked into a you've you've uh, walked into a trap,
0: Jackie, <laughs> Jackie the joke man, and I had a long discussion that. Allegedly, rich women back then, according to uh, the story, uh, had trained chimpanzees. You know this? (laughs) No, but (laughs) I can guess where it's going. To perform cunnilingus (laughs) on them. And so, uh, in the movie, she's, you know, mourning her... uh, Her lover. uh, Her chimp, yeah, Yeah. because it's her lover... Supposedly, and, Wilder gave her
1: that direction. Yeah, and yeah you're, Wilder. She's fucking the chimp.
0: Yeah, yeah. Wilder said, Remember, you're fucking the chimpanzee.
2: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you a little known fact about the movie. Um, <laughs> that's not a little mean? known fact. Oh, oh, even less known. Even less known than that's, that. That's well known. I can top that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that in all the reviews, they say, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bar- based, based on rich women. Getting their <laughs> pussies eaten by monkeys.
2: <laughs> the dead chimpanzee that that was in the coffin is the grandfather of the funky monkey you acted oh. with.
1: <laughs> he set you up. He set you up.
2: Well, that those are three <laughs> great ones to pick. Uh, I also have to say, um, my favorite scene in Ed Wood uh, um, is the Orson Welles scene. Yes. Which... I guess, did not happen. They invented that. And I, I love Dubbed that Dubbed by Maurice LaMarche uh, doing the voice of Orson Welles. And, and it's... Uh, um, D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio, yeah. 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 That was um, that that they had those allowances allowed us also with disaster artists. We tried to stay as close to the true story as possible. And then obviously you have to truncate certain things and sort of make certain creative choices. But I, I just I love Ed Wood. And uh...
1: your, your movie feels to, to me the closest thing to Ed Wood because it's also about a, it's about a crazy dreamer. It's yeah. not just a movie about movie making. It's about a bad filmmaker who doesn't know he's a bad filmmaker with a lot of passion. Yeah. And a lot of sincerity.
2: And and what they lack in talent, they make up for in gumption. Yeah. And sort of blind faith in and, their own talent. It's a similar soul. And
0: there's a movie similar to
1: Ed Wood, uh, which is Bowfinger. With yes. Steve
2: Martin and Eddie that's Murphy. That's a funny
1: one. That's on my list here. I wrote yeah. that one down. Yeah, I love that, that movie. That's a funny movie about movie making.
2: Yeah, there was a time where we actually, when we were talking about the disaster artists and, and, and trying to crack the version of it, for a while, we kicked around a version that mostly focused on—or on, on uh, or we just at least had a conversation about a version that would be just production hijinks uh, like Bowfinger. And we kind of thought, no, it's more interesting if we start the story years earlier and see the formation of the friendship of yeah. these two guys, Tommy and Greg, and the way that Hollywood says no to them for years. And then they sort of decide, you know what, we're going to make our own movie. So we—, we Talked about Bowfinger and then realized that no, it's actually much more like like Ed Wood mm-hmm. and 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 Boogie Nights to an extent. Mm-hmm.
1: How so? How so? Like like Boogie Nights?
2: Well, you know, it it Boogie Nights. It's really uh, uh, the formation of a family.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's
2: really like a, a family comes together among that group of people. Yeah. who believe in each other when no one believes in them, and they're they're kind of outsiders, but they find strength among each other. Uh, and it felt like that DNA is. The bond between Tommy and Greg is that they're, you know, almost like brothers in a way. Sure. You lead
1: me to a question. When you're writing a screenplay like that and you know what your subject matter is, will you sit down and say, let's get movies in this genre and watch them and either to inform us or to to, to tell us what not to do because it's been done?
2: Always, you always. Will, you will. Scott and I will do a, a, a mini film festival before we start fun? any project. And we rewatched Sunset Boulevard. We rewatched Ed Wood and Boogie Nights. Uh, we even rewatched *The Talented Mr. Ripley*, which is not mm-hmm. a, a movie about a movie, but the, the sort of uh, the nature of people pretending to be something they're not, yeah. and that sort of uh, the, the the relationship dynamics there being a little that's, t- twisted. That's great that um, that informs you. But we always try to have a little mini film festival. and I'll say the cool thing is we had never met James Franco or Seth Rogen going into to, the, to this process. We were sent the book that those guys controlled, and we had our little mini film festival, and we went in to meet those guys, and inside of five minutes. Franco and Rogan were talking about Sunset Boulevard, Ed Wood, and Boogie Nights, and we thought, okay, they see this the same way we do. That's great.
0: And and I just got a flashback of another, a uh, movie within a movie. This was a terrible one, and it was a Boris Karloff film called Frankenstein, nineteen sixty. Whoa! I don't know that picture. Me either. Yeah. Frankenstein, well,
1: nineteen sixty.
0: Okay. Was, and they're filming a horror movie, and and it's it's that got that that uh, they always do this. They'll have something happen, and you are going, "Ooh, what is this? It's so strange." And then they go, "Cut," and you know, and then you see it's and and it so happens. They're filming it in Castle Frankenstein. I have to see this. <laughs> they, right. of course, know nothing about. How do I not know this picture? It's a bad film.
1: Wow. I have
2: to look that up, too.
1: What What were what the other ones on your list? Now Singing got... in the Rain, of, of course. course.
2: Of course. Of course. Um, yes. So, as, as a pair of movies that are interesting to watch, The Bad and the Beautiful.
1: Which I watched last night in prep for this.
2: And Two Weeks in Another Town, because they're both uh, Vincent Minnelli, and they're yes. both uh, scripted by Charles Schnee, right. who also wrote Red River, right. who was an author. Time great screenwriter.
0: Oh, I got another one in my head. <laughs> uh, uh, He's a having t- a seizure. <laughs> how would you know? Yeah, how would I know? Yes, uh, that one uh something in Maine. Oh, State, State in Maine, Maine. State the Ma-
1: mammoth. The Mammet, Mammet yeah. Picture, yeah, really fun movie. Yeah, that's a fun movie. Yeah,
2: that's an underrated film actually. Yeah, yep, Philip yep. Seymour Hoffman's in it. Yeah, Alec
1: Baldwin. Uh, William Macy. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, we will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast after this.
1: And now back to the show. It's fun how these are just hitting you like yes, like like acid flashbacks.
2: <laughs> do you Gil? Do you remember the Bad and the Beautiful and and Two Weeks in Another Town? Not as well. So what's interesting not as is as well
0: as I remember <laughs> Frankenstein 1960 <laughs> so which or, <laughs> or the which, theme to greetings <laughs> which awakes in my mind uh another Boris Karloff that's respected targets
1: yes Oh, but not about filmmaking
0: yeah but he plays that's true oh yeah he plays he plays basically an, Boris plays an Karloff. aging yeah.
1: he plays an aging star yeah. So it's got a, it's a little bit reflective in, in that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. What were, huh.
2: the, what, what, what were the other ones you were just referring to? Oh, oh I was going to say the really cool Bad thing. Beautiful. The cool thing about two weeks in another town is Kirk Douglas plays uh, an actor down on his luck, and there's a scene where uh, uh, Edward G. Robinson in in uh, they're watching clips of Kirk Douglas's character from years earlier before he sort of uh, um, went to a sanitarium for a little bit and ha- you know and, and ha- had some problems. Uh, and the clips they watch are from The Bad and the Beautiful. Oh, how, So basically, wow. The Bad and the Beautiful exists in the cinematic universe. That's right. I knew that. Of Two Weeks in Another Town. I knew that, but okay. I've not seen the second one.
0: See, here's something that always drives me nuts in movies. And I'm happy enough, even though I was just basically a recognizable extra <laughs> in The, the Comedian, uh, I was Gilbert Gottfried in the comedian. So this is a world where Gilbert Gottfried exists but Robert De Niro does not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we kind of talked about that with George. Yes. We had George Shapiro on and we couldn't get we we're talking about man on the yeah. Man on the Moon. And Gilbert can't get over the fact that the whole Taxi cast is there, but Danny DeVito's playing George Shapiro. (laughs) There's no Louis De Palma. So
0: there's no Danny DeVito in Taxi. (laughs) In in that universe.
2: Do you want to live in the universe where there's no De Niro? Like, Do you feel like you would have gotten better parts over the years? Absolutely. Like, like you would have been in Awakenings, for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. Like, that would have been you and like Robin Williams and Gilbert Godfrey in Awakening. Yes,
1: and he would have been stalking Wesley Snipes in The Fan. <laughs>
2: yes, oh, totally.
1: <laughs> but back to The Bad but, and the Beautiful. But it is,
0: oh, I, I mean, I just, and it doesn't have to do with movie making, but it has to do with Robert De Niro. Okay, good. In The Intern. Yes. And uh, and Hathaway says to him, why can't men be more like... Jack Nicholson and Harrison Ford. and I'm thinking, okay, so this is a world where Jack Nicholson and Harrison Ford are are uh, are around, but there's
2: also no opportunity <laughs> <laughs> So a movie that has that issue in Spades is the player yes because the player yes. is an all-star cast but they're yes. talking about movies constantly. But they, none of those people, Whoopi Goldberg. Right, I love and, that. And, you know, Burt they, Reynolds is Burt Reynolds. Right, Burt yes. Reynolds. <laughs> Goldberg is a cop. Right. Yes. So, <laughs> right. so some people exist as themselves, and some people exist not as the, It's it's very confusing. By the way,
1: another good movie about movies, The
2: Player. I you know I'll say I I enjoy that movie, but I enjoy the Hollywood parts of it more than the murder mystery me parts too. of it.
1: Me too. So me too, but it's one of Altman's best.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So um, go ahead. Oh, so also on my list. Um, a movie I love uh, that I feel like should have been talked about more on this podcast over the years. uh Oh, silent movie. Oh yeah, I don't think we've ever yes. talked about it. I don't think so we either. We talked about silent movie, funny movie. We it's should get. We, we could get. That, we could get Rudy Deluca in here.
1: Oh wow, and have a real conversation about silent. Think
2: movie. about this. Mel Brooks made Young Frankenstein and and Blazing Saddles in 1974. The same year he made both of those movies. <laughs>
1: Incredible. He could
2: do anything he wants yeah. after that, and he does silent movie, which is so brilliant and crazy and different and it is and weird and 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 the performances are incredible. Marty Feldman and Dom Deluise. Yes, and, and Fritz then, Feld. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, by the way, Burt Reynolds playing himself yet again yes. in, <laughs> right. in the shower. And Anne Bancroft, Anne Bancroft playing Bert, herself. Burt Reynolds in the shower, and there's six sets of uh, Yes, oh, I remember. the James Caan plays himself. He does. Yes, and does. Uh, Marcel Marceau has the only line in the movie. Yes. great. Do you remember? No. no. <laughs>
0: They ask him to be in the movie and it's just
1: we should talk no. more about Silent Movie. We'll we'll get Ru- Rudy Deluca who's one of the the, the co-writers of that oh, uh, you have on, on the show and we'll have a, we'll have a Silent Movie And, and Barry, Barry
2: Levinson also co-wrote that movie. He
1: did. That's right. But yeah. oh, we had Barry. Yeah. Yeah. Next time. And
0: I was in a failed pilot. That...
1: <laughs> <laughs> and now Gilbert will veer off the theme again. <laughs> That <laughs> a particular ADD you have. <laughs> Doctor, he can't stay on the he can't stay on format. <laughs> it's very specific. It was
0: directed and created by Barry Williams. Yeah, Limonson. the one with Riser.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We just we we, you spent the entire Barry did you listen to the Barry Levinson episode? Of course. You spent course. the episode abusing him. I remember. And, and Rudy DeLuca worked.
2: That that's in the uh, top three uh you abusing the guest episodes, along with um Buscemi. Math- and Matthew Broderick. And Matthew <laughs> Matthew Broderick was in that chair
1: and he and he walks and in here, the guy's a sport. He's taking time off from a play. First thing
0: I said to him <laughs> was that I thought that... Uh, <laughs> Barry Bueller was a piece of shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, he listens. He's listened to every show. Oh, oh hilarious! God. <laughs> I watched *Ben and the Beautiful* last night, and I love the actors. Ned Glass turns up. Oh wow! In *Ben and the Beautiful*, uh, Paul Douglas, uh, Leo G. Carroll, and oh, Kathleen please. Freeman.
2: Oh wow! Are all in there? Love Kathleen. That Freeman. That movie's aged well. I actually yeah. think that movie holds up. It's because, a melodrama, which is but that, the the emotional manipulation. Yeah, feels very fresh in terms of. Producers and directors and people, I, I just like that, feels to me like you could see that now. There
1: are a couple of strange things, though. Gloria Graham wins an Oscar. She's in the movie about seven minutes. That's weird. That's weird. And Douglas,
2: uh, I love him. A
1: little bit of overacting, and t- a little scenery <laughs> chewing, if I may, if I may be so bold. But on, on the other hand, nobody plays a prick like Kirk Douglas. Oh, <laughs> the best. And I think of Gilbert. <laughs> one of Gilbert's <laughs> favorites is Ace in the Hole.
0: Oh, which, yes, which we've discussed. Yeah, he was released as Ace in the Hole, and also. The Big Carnival. Yeah. Mm. It had a two different picture. titles. Yep.
1: And made, 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 remade poorly as a movie called Mad City with, uh, with uh, John Travolta and, oh, and, yeah. uh, and Dustin Hoffman. But
0: yeah, that movie, I mean, it, well, also a Wilder film. And it was like, uh, it, it was so like, I mean, it, it basically was so honest about how press works and how the news
2: media? Yeah, there's works.
1: another movie about manipulation, mm. like like Bad and the Beautiful. Yeah. So I have seen The Bad and the Beautiful now several times. I have not seen Two Weeks in Another Town. It,
2: the Bad and are, the Beautiful they, is,
1: they work as a companion
2: piece. They do. The Bad and the Beautiful is better. Okay. Actually, much better. Okay. I, I think. Okay. Um, but but I'd be curious what other people think, and 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 anyone listening. But I, I find the Bad and the Beautiful to be superior. Another film on my list that that I'd love to bring up because it's. It's one of those that isn't talked about enough. But- you want to shame us for not talking about this one? No, too? no, 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 no. This is it's my it's <laughs> and, my pleasure. And
0: and you better hurry up because I'll think of something that has Completely nothing off to do. With will <laughs> the- go. I had this uncle like <laughs>
1: like grape juice a lot. <laughs> I don't see how
2: that's not relevant. <laughs> go ahead, Michael, before oh, he has God. another fit. <laughs> The stuntman, yes, Peter O'Toole from 1980, naughty movie. Uh, It's Richard Rush who directed Freebie and the Bean. Yeah, Richard Rush. Um, And it is—it's a strange movie. The second shot of the film is a dog licking its genitals. It is a weird. (laughs) There's, there's a Peter O'Toole. You want to talk about like a a scenery chewing? Yeah. Peter O'Toole is. There's a scene where he is. He's he's giving a lecture to. I don't remember if it's a producer or or um maybe the writer. And he's chewing gum and he ends the speech. They're they're next to a horse, a real horse. He takes the gum out of his mouth and sticks it on the horse.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is an insane film. Uh, yeah, Steve Relsbeck. who played Manson on right. television. It's, by the way, it's like
2: hard to watch him in anything and not think of Manson. It's yeah, always sort of like... he was
1: such a convincing Charles uh, Manson. Yeah.
2: Have you seen The Stuntman recently? Not oh recently. Oh, God, it's wonderful. Uh, Alan Garfield's in it. Yeah, the, um, yeah. Alex Rocco's in it. Another guy that it's hard to see in anything else because... Mo uh, Green. He's Mo Green. So yeah. you keep oh waiting for him to be no. like... Oh, no. yes. And, he's always Mo Green. And he's playing like a hard ass in this who shows up on set to lecture them that like, you better be done shooting in a few days or it's your ass. And it's like... You're, it's like They feel like deleted scenes of him just doing Mo Green.
1: Yeah. I'm going to tell uh, – by the way, I guess we missed out on him. We were killing ourselves. Uh. So as soon as we started this show, he passed away. But I'll tell our listeners, see The Stuntman because it's it's terrific.
2: It's, a, it's actually streaming on Shout TV's website for free. And see Freebie and the Bean. Yeah, yeah. Which is also worth seeing now, if we're talking about Richard
1: Rush.
0: Now, does this count? This counts as a show <laughs> business movie, not necessarily a movie-making one. But the Patsy with Jerry Lewis. Oh, hmm.
1: And it, it was all about them finding this nobody. Yeah, it counts. It's a yeah. movie about show business, but it's not really so much a movie about movie making,
0: yeah. is it? Yeah, Jerry Lewis is kind of like a bell hop or whatever. Yeah. And these guys get together and say, we're going to make him into a star.
1: I guess it counts. Yeah. I guess it counts. That was good. Yeah. You came up with one yeah. off the top of your head yes. that was on theme.
2: That, that had to do. <laughs> You're showing improvement. What, by the way, that's a little Bowfinger-y because Bowfinger is like making Bowfinger. a guy into a star who doesn't. Yes. Uh, it's kind of the same vibe. I
1: wonder if Bowfinger was channeling that movie a little yeah.
2: bit. Oh, it may have been.
1: I want to mention three, and yeah, then we'll you'll go, we'll go back to your list. Oh,
0: but, and before I forget, <laughs> what Sophie's <laughs> Choice? Nothing, that uncle? <laughs> that uncle who liked Jello? Or was something the, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But when I was talking (laughs) about that pilot I did with Paul Reiser, we had on Mister Skin. Yeah, we had Mister Skin on
1: there. Well, you know, yeah, I remember. And
0: and and I remember my favorite of the bad puns they do on that (laughs) website. They were talking about a nude scene that Helen Hunt did in the movie, and they said, "When (laughs) looking at Helen Hunt naked, will." Definitely give you a riser.
1: <laughs> Unbelievable. What were we talking about? <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> Come on, he wants to play this for his parents. Oh, oh, okay.
0: I want your name again. I have three that
1: reference. I have th- m-
2: Miggly Wiggly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, we're gonna have to have you back sometime <laughs> soon. I, I'm gonna mention three that have uh, connections to previous podcast guests. Oh, uh, the first one being S.O.B. Oh, Blake Edwards' wonderful black comedy about Hollywood. Yes, Stuart Margolin is. I've in never it. seen it. Stuart Margolin. Uh, we, I think we spent the entire Stuart Margolin yes. episode mispronouncing his name, and he was too gracious to correct us. You should see S.O.B. I'll it's see a, it. It's 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 more mean spirited and over the top uh, than it is funny, but very effective, cool. Um, with an all-star cast, um, Joe Dante's
2: matinee. I've seen it. John Goodman, right? Yes. Oh, which is oh, a, where he's
1: supposed to be like William, based Castle. based on William Castle, uh, the 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 great showman, and uh, the big picture with our friend Michael McKean, which Christopher Guest Very directed. Very funny. Which is about a student. It's about a student filmmaker. Wait,
2: is that the Kevin Bacon? Yes, yes. That movie's great. Terrific
1: movie. Yeah, nobody talks about it. Yeah,
2: no one does, and That's- they
1: should talk about it. And our listeners should see the big picture. The big picture is great. So those were the three I came up with off the top of my head that involve podcast guests.
2: Any others that you I, love? I came up with, <laughs> with my story.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Purple Rose of Cairo, which is <laughs> not not really about movie making, is it? Mm, it's about it's the a movie, movie magic. It's about the movie. It's movie magic. And then- the Rose of
0: Cairo with Danny
1: Aiello, who was here, was,
0: was uh, also
1: similar to a busker Keaton, yeah. Sherlock Jr., oh, Sherlock yeah. Jr. Yeah, 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 definitely channeling that.
2: Uh, Barton Fink,
1: I wrote oh it Oh my I, god, I wrote yes. it down, yes. Speaking Very of John good Goodman, film. uh,
2: Sullivan's Travels, wrote
1: it down, yes. We're
2: thinking alike. Um, Eight and a Half Day for Night, oh, of course, my there's god, certainly some yes. foreign films, of course, films. those. Um, Contempt.
1: Yes, that's the Godard picture. Yep, I've yep. never seen it.
2: Uh, it's uh, with uh, Bridget Bardot.
1: Okay, I'll put that on my list. Uh, I do like Godard.
2: Uh, Stardust Memories, and does that count? I, yes, I wrote and that I down. And I once jerked up to Bridget Bardot. <laughs> <laughs> Only once? That is oh, germane. A few times. I was, I, I
0: didn't
1: want to. <laughs> does this kind of sound like a typical episode? <laughs> Definitely. You see how, you, when you're listening at home and you say, boy, that went in the gutter. Fast. Fast. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Now you're witnessing it firsthand in 3D. When you're
2: listening at home, you'd like to think you'd have more control. There's yeah. no control. No, there's no there's control. none.
1: No. Now, welcome to my world.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what else you got on there? Uh, uh, swimming with Sharks. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, yes. Uh, Kevin Spacey. With Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Who we can't talk we about We can't that. talk about that, but that is a, that is a crazy movie, which I... I guess it was supposedly based on working for Joel... uh, Uh, uh,
1: uh, Scott Rudin. Scott Rudin Rudin and... and, um, Joel Silver.
2: Joel Silver. Sorry, Joel Silver. Yeah. Which that movie is uh, intense. Hard to watch, and yet
1: if you've been in show business long enough, you realize elements of truth.
2: Yeah, anyone who was ever an assistant, (laughs) that is a hard movie to watch. Um, And then uh, an old musical, Thank Your Lucky Stars, I had on my list. Refresh my memory. I haven't seen it in years. It was directed by um, David Butler, and it's like... um, it, it, Humphrey Bogart's in it, and um, it, it, it's like uh, it's another one of those ones that's like a little bit about the industry, but sort of okay. kind of winking at Hollywood. Do you know a little this bit. one,
1: this Bogart picture? No. Thank your
0: lucky stars. It's probably one of those pictures I saw years ago and have no recollection other than the
1: title. Do, do for Michael. Your Bogart in the post office.
0: Oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> damn!
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's it. It's perfect. It's perfect. Uh, now there's a, a current, vaguely <coughs> current film that ends with a movie being made about them, and that's Austin Powers, one of the Austin Powers. Oh yeah, is it the third one. It's it the one be. I didn't yeah. see, Goldmember. Yeah,
1: Tom Cruise. Okay, is Austin? Well, you Powers. could mention Tropic Thunder which is a, oh, which is a movie right. about movie making or the artist or the artist which i wrote down which um, is very good. Yeah. John Goodman again. Oh right. Keeps turning up. Yeah. Um i also wrote down Hail Caesar oh, which yeah. i liked. Oh my I did god. Too. I don't yes. think anybody else did but we're movie, it we're was movie a weird, heads. It
2: was a weird movie because they released it in like January or February. It was like released not at the time of year when you would release a good movie. It was very strange and it's sort of... Like a studio dumping? It, yeah, they like yeah. dumped it early in the year and it was sort of forgotten. It doesn't
1: all hold together, but like any Coen Brothers movie, there's so much richness. There's so many good things.
0: And Hail Caesar had Scarlett Johansson in it. Here we go. <laughs> I've, I've jerked up more than
2: once, too. <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> I couldn't have guessed that. More, more or less than Bridget Bardot.
1: Oh, listen! Now you're getting into you're getting into statistics. Okay, can I stump you both then? A movie called Inserts.
2: Um, wait. I'm gonna. I, I've seen this movie with Richard Dreyfuss. You bet. And Jessica Harper. Yes, I saw this movie years ago on like a, a an imported DVD from another country. Do you know this picture? Yes.
1: You know, it's about it's about the silent era. Yeah. People who could not make the transition from silence to. To sound, and they wind up making stag films.
0: Oh, watch that movie with Dennis Hopper.
1: Oh, Blue Movie?
0: I it, It's where it took place in some, you know, like Mexican town or something. Oh, and I know the one you mean. And they said it was the most incoherent thing you know surprising for dennis right. hopper then we'll
1: get we'll have to get the title of that yeah. I, I know the one you're talking
0: god about. it was yeah this is the one it like wrecked his career for a while yes yeah yes.
1: i can't think of the name of it yeah
0: he's like he plays a crazy filmmaker and they said you know basically the drugs ruined any coherent story there mm-hmm.
1: i'll
2: throw in a couple of more if i may Mr. Weber. Yes, I have two more in my brain too. Also, okay, you go first. And so, you're, you're the so, guest. Uh,
0: you'll angrily uh,
1: tweet us and tell us what the, the Dennis, Dennis Hopper picture is.
2: Yes, uh, guilty by suspicion is sort of with with De Niro playing the blacklisted writer, and and the front. Oh yes, are both sort of yes. about Hollywood. Yes. Yeah, sure. In a way, er, but er, sure. Then,
0: then of course you would have a uh, Jim Carrey. Because he did that movie. Oh,
1: the Majestic.
0: Yes. Oh, right,
2: right, yeah, right. Yeah, the Darabont movie. And, and Trumbo. I guess you could, if you're gonna, if I'm gonna include the, yeah. the other ones. Trumbo is about that sort of thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked Guilty by Suspicion. Me too. And Me it's too. a character based, I think, on Dorothy Commingore, who was in Citizen Kane. Oh wow. Playing the Susan Kane character, huh? Who was blacklisted in real life, if I'm not mistaken. Very inside stuff. Yeah. And Martin Ridd, of course, who made the front, was famously blacklisted. Yes. So was all, so were all the actors in that movie. And I'd like to point out that Walter Bernstein the writer of the front is still with us. Whoa. And he's almost 100.
2: Okay. And we should get him on you here. You guys probably should have booked mark. him instead of me. No, no, <laughs>
1: no.
0: What am I doing here? <laughs> you're
1: much. You're...
0: I would have booked
1: anyone but
0: you.
2: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. It's the badge of honor to take abuse. You've been roasted. I made it. Yes. You've been roasted by That's Gilbert Gotti. That's all I wanted. As
1: we run out of time, I'll throw in two more, okay. which Gilbert and I were talking about in the kitchen. We were going over the premise. And because Gilbert is a horror buff, oh, it's yes. specifically a, a buff for old horror films, I will throw in Shadow of the Vampire with John Malkovich and that's Willem right. Dafoe.
2: Yes, yes. I remember that. Movie's great.
1: It's great. It's great. And nobody saw it. Please see it about Max Shrek. Right. About the actual Max Shrek who played Nosferatu. And it's about the relationship between Murnau and Max Shrek. And the other companion piece, the companion film that goes with that is Gods and Monsters.
0: Oh, that's right.
1: That movie's brilliant. Yeah. So, too.
0: And they did a great job Cause I think it was a separate person doing the voice when Boris Karloff shows up at a party and they have a guy made up to look exactly like the old Boris Karloff and, and the voice is, is not like the typical, you know, working in the laboratory. It was
2: like his speaking voice. Yes. Huh. Yes.
1: Two good films. Yeah. Two films about movie history.
2: So let me ask you, this is a podcast, not a movie, but when they inevitably make a movie about this podcast. George Clooney. You want Clooney to play you? (laughs) But not direct it.
1: (laughs) I want Viola Davis to play me. (laughs) (laughs) Just because I think she's good. She is good. Uh, Yeah. Now we're going to close with a piece of very obscure trivia. Maria Semple. Yes. Who wrote the novel that your newest screenplay. Is based on. Can you talk about it? Because it's on IMDb. So, Am I mentioning something out of... I just want to say who her father was. Because it's great trivia.
2: Oh, I didn't... I
1: don't know her this. Her father was Lorenzo Semple Jr., the writer of Three Days of the Condor. Oh, wow. wow. The Parallax View. Oh, my God. The Drowning Pool. Papillon.
2: Yeah, And the I have
1: original to, pilot of the Batman, Adam West Batman series in 1966. Whoa, I have and to... And he's a legend.
2: I have to email her because... Right now, she is <laughs> do it right now. We Scott and I adapted her novel Where'd You Go Bernadette? Uh, that's coming out later this year. We we did the first few drafts, and Richard Linkladder came in and did the next couple of drafts. So I don't know if they've figured out what the credits will look like and all that stuff, but we loved working with Maria, and that's I had no idea. How cool is that? And she was a she wrote for SNL and yes, Arrested Development, she and uh, she's a brilliant writer in her own right. And so. so we could screech off to the
0: side of the world. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know, for some reason, my favorite line in Papillon uh-huh. is, maybe you'd like to think about starting your own garden.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Wait, did Lorenzo Semple Jr. direct the cop movie that, um, the co- the the two cops that are out of control? The super, super cops. cops. Did he
1: direct super cops? I think cops? he wrote it. I don't know if he directed because it because another
2: podcast guest was oh, the star, Ron Liebman. Ron, Ron Liebman. Liebman, yeah. Lorenzo
1: it, Semple had this great career. Yeah, look him up. He did all kinds of.
2: Cool I did stuff. not realize that was her dad. That's amazing. Yeah,
1: I mean, and he was a Batman. He wrote the, the the first Batman episode with the Riddler with Frank Gorshin in 1966. He wrote the pilot script that helped sell the series. Wow. So there you go. But I love the parallax view.
2: Uh, by the way, you guys death. have to have Maria on then. We'll get Maria. She's amazing and a great storyteller.
1: What? Well, how can Gilbert mangle her name? <laughs> Can he call her Margaret Samples? <laughs> I, just, I believe in you. You'll you'll pull it off. <laughs> I knew something Michael I Weber didn't pulled know. Pulled it off.
0: Uh, <laughs> watching Natalie Portman
1: <laughs>
0: more than once.
1: <laughs> you can just send me your edits and cuts.
0: And Michael.
2: the young Jane Fonda <laughs> in Bob Perella. <laughs> well, you haven't seen Our Souls at Night yet. We have a sex scene in that movie. So uh, Jane and, be- <laughs> and Redford. I don't know, Gilbert. You could do it again now. It's, that uh, woman is still gorgeous.
1: She and is sexy, and I don't care what anybody says. She, she is. has been she has been turning men on for fifty years. She's incredible, and, A beautiful woman. And
0: I would fuck Robert Redford <laughs> to this day. I'll,
1: I'll let him know. <laughs> Please don't. Shall we sign off, Mike? This was fun. Oh, thank okay. you guys so much. <laughs> you must come back. Uh, I'd love to bring your lawyer. <laughs>
0: This has been Gilbert and Frank's Amazing Colossal Obsessions with our special guest, Mark Whipple. Mark
1: Whipple. <laughs> Michael Weber, good luck next month. I hope you win. Thank you so much. <laughs> to our well-deserved to our listeners. See the disaster, artist. We'll see you next time.
0: Obsession.